Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Digital Advertising Podcast. My name is Chris Clark, and with me today, I have just one co-host, Karthik Nair. What's up? Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, man. So this is our uh, second live podcast on, uh, I guess, the Instagram and the Facebook. So thanks for the um, six subscribers or viewers or whatever you want to call it last time. Um, hopefully there's a few more. So if you're watching us now, um, don't judge us because this is literally the second time we've done this and we've gotten a little bit closer so you can see our beautiful faces. But today um, we're going to talk all about Google because Google is in the news um, between whether the Justice Department is looking to sue them, uh, basically about their advertising empire. We'll touch on that um, as well as they've got to get their uh, butts moving if they're going to catch up with OpenAI and ChatGPT. So we're going to talk all about that today. Again, this is digital advertising. The whole point of this podcast is to inform you of what is happening in the world of digital marketing, technology, and advertising. So we want to keep it as short as possible, but informational or informal for you. So you can uh, just sound like a rock star to your peers, your coworkers, your boss or your client. So let's dive right in. Karthik, why don't we talk about Google and chat GPT? Cool. So Google right now, uh, over the last couple of weeks, since at least November, OpenAI and Microsoft has been kind of what everyone's been talking about. And Google realizes this. Now they've bought back their founders, Sergey Brin and Larry Page in basically a co-red situation in order to start building out AI products that they can kind of rival OpenAI's uh, entire chatbot feature. So their hope is at least within the next couple of months to release at least 20 products, some of them featuring directly into Google Search. With Google Search right now, it's a $149 billion search business, and Google's kind of the market dominance with this. But OpenAI and Microsoft's kind of pairing is changing how... Uh, Google's business will have to accommodate themselves. They work on keywords. Uh, OpenAI works on just simple language. So Google really knows that things are going to start like ramping up immediately with how this is going to be used on a daily basis. So they're also starting to basically light a fire up on their ass. Well, they're they're basically um, exactly they're they're terrified because I'm sure they've been seeing this kind of bubbling on the surface, and I'm sure a lot of other tech entities have as well. But OpenAI was the first to come out, and so while Karthik was kind of explaining um, this uh, dichotomy with Google, I asked ChatGPT uh, right here on OpenAI.com. Um, why are you better than Google? And it gave me uh, three paragraphs of why it's better than Google. Uh, it says, ChatGPT is a more advanced language model compared to a search engine like Google. Ooh. Well, while Google is primarily a tool for finding information, ChatGPT is designed to generate text based on a given prompt, which can be used for tasks such as writing, research, and even creative projects. So additionally, ChatGPT can understand and respond to natural language queries, which can provide a more conversational and personalized experience. It goes goes on to say, additionally, ChatGPT is trained on a much larger data set than Google, shots fired, and is able to generate more human-like responses, as well as providing more detailed and specific information. I'm going to keep going. ChatGPT can also be integrated into various applications such as chatbots, uh, which can provide a more natural conversation experience for users. Um, however, it is important to keep in mind that Google is a powerful tool for searching and finding information, and ChatGPT complements complements it by providing more advanced neutral language processing capabilities. So shots fired by ChatGPT itself, but also compliment sandwich because it came out at the end and it basically gave Google a hug. But I, when we saw ChatGPT come out, I was like, this is literally just Google on steroids. Um, 
Pretty much. But I mean, you were talking right before we went on, but it's starting to like identify like people, what, writing papers on this now? Exactly. What's going on with that? So we already heard that it's a bunch of schools are banning it. Colleges are looking into banning it so that students don't use it in order to produce their own uh, papers. But the open AI structure is so to say like intelligent in itself that it's able to pass a warden MBA class. It's able to pass the United States medical licensing exam and also parsed parts of the bar exam for the United States. So it's really intuitive. It's learning more. The next version of it is going to be built on a lot more data sets. It's so learning it's, from everybody that's exactly. all this information. Like it's just going to become more and more smarter. Like it's smarter AI, it's smarter artificial intelligence. So, you know, it's just crazy with what it can be. Right now, already people are starting to use it on their day-to-day, you know. If you're a marketer, you're probably seeing a bunch of, like, AI content or AI tips and tricks and hacks and what all you can do with it. So it's kind of the name in the game right now with how many people are talking about it. But the use case scenario of how it can be used in your day-to-day business or your or kind of your day-to-day work is still experimented. People are still understanding it. Uh, it's just going to grow. So keep an eye out for it. I was, was going to say, like, think of it this way. I am uh, 33. Um, and when I was in high school, Wikipedia was like the big thing. Yeah. And so, but you wouldn't want to like quote Wikipedia because exactly. people were coming in there talking just all kinds of shit. So um, while this is much, much smarter than Wikipedia, I agree. I think that um, as we add the data, because again, because again, as you put all of this information, like for example, this thing is writing me, I literally just asked it to write me a paper on Beowulf from a perspective of a senior in high school. So, I mean, again, this, this is just nuts, but from a, from a standpoint of it learning and only getting smarter, like this is in beta right now. So give it, give it some time. Like, I mean, there are, I, I put a year long marketing plan in this thing. I said, write me a TV plot for a children's TV series. That'll be on Netflix soon. I mean, li- literally this is, this is insane, but uh, it's, it's still writing right now, by the way. So, uh, Mr. Dowdy, if you're still alive and you're watching, I will get a better than a C on this paper. Um, I'll send it to you. But ultimately, man, I mean, this this stuff is 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 amazing. Um, I think it's kind of uh, scary to some, but I do think that as this just populates and grows because everybody's going to have a version of this. Um, again, you all just need to adapt to what's what's coming. And I think. You know, right now I am supremely jealous of the fact that students or like kids who are in high school and middle school can take advantage of this right now. Exactly, like they have questions, they don't know what the what the study is, what the lesson is. They can literally just go and ask and tell OpenAI or ChatGPT to respond back to them in a way that understands them. And that's the main process behind kind of ChatGPT's approach. It's making it into relevant content that. Uh, the user understands their context and then gives them back in the language that they are most comfortable yeah. with. I mean, and to that point, I mean, it really is like what I feel like Google probably envisioned it, you know, 20, 30 years ago of what it wanted to be. Oh, and having a conversation. I mean, this, this is all about like actively. So I, I asked it to write Beowulf. I could go in here and and pull up very specific questions based on, you know, a specific battle that that Beowulf is fighting or specific characters. And then you can take notes and sub notes out of it. I mean, it's, it's a really cool feature. I think from what Karthik was mentioning, um, we've pulled SWOT analysis for, for some clients, just yeah. teasing it. I think we, we did that on the previous podcast. Um, but I, I think from a standpoint of work smarter, not harder, this is going to be a tool that you can, again, use in your everyday life. Um, I just, again, want to go back to those teachers, 
20, 25 years ago that said, you know, you're not going to have a calculator with you everywhere you go, you know? I swear, like, it seems like it's so far away ago, but it you realize that it's just like a decade ago that people used to say that. And crazy. right now, a decade ago, like, Google was the biggest thing. Like, that was crazy that you could find information at the tip of your fingertips. Now it's on a completely different level. And so, obviously, Google thinks it as an existential threat to their business model. So, well, and with that, like, we talked about right before this how... Um, the U.S. Department of Justice was suing Google, so it's it's crazy. I mean, you know, again, um, I feel like we kind of pick one of our, our tech giants that are out there and, and talk about that each week on on this podcast. But yeah, Google just within the last uh, twenty four hours just popping up left and right, whether it's layoffs, the the comparison to ChatGPT and what they're going to be doing. But now um, the the United States is basically accusing Google of driving out ad rivals and basically having a monopoly on their advertising empire. So it's looking to sue Google to break up its advertising empire. And it's saying uh, that the U.S. Justice Department and eight states filed an antitrust lawsuit against Google on Tuesday, seeking the breakup of the company's online ad business. So this latest action comes more than two years after the agency and a group of state attorneys, state attorney generals joined in another suit alleging Google's search and search advertising business violates the U.S. antitrust law. So this is very interesting because, again, this gets into... um, everywhere in regards to the the digital marketing space now. But with Google, um, again, it's the number one search engine in the world. Well, until TikTok takes its place. But in regards to this, think of all of the information that that Google has. So, I mean, it kind of goes on to say that basically the Justice Justice Department alleges that Google's suit on on online advertising tools prevents competitors from entering the online advertising market and blocks publishers from monetizing their own content. So, basically, it's saying that Again, Google, if you think of the open internet, has its own hold on that part of the internet. And they're accusing Google of basically driving out any other competitors to try and either buy that inventory because they can look to, again, prevent their, their competitors from coming on or bid, outbid them to, to make sure that their in inventory and their advertisers will get that. Um, they further claim that Google is illegally using or trying to use its monopoly power and should be required to divest a host of entities that allow it to carry out the alleged offending behavior. Now, I believe this kind of happened. Um, Zuckerberg kind of got approached by this a handful of years ago with, with kind of, he had bought Instagram and they had bought what, like WhatsApp and all these other yeah. things. Um, so Google now is, is coming kind of under fire for this. I mean, what are your thoughts? Um, meaning it makes sense. Like Google is the market dominant with, in terms of like ad tech or sort of like, um, ad placements itself but what i think the department of justice is really trying to push is that they're able to make anti-competitive exclusionary and unlawful ways to basically uh, push out any competitors or make it a more uniform um, non-competitive or like at least use other options like if a business wanted to use multiple different variations of a marketing campaign also using google but also other practices it makes it seem as if Google's the only way you can really kind of get that success out of there. And that's what I think the DOJ is really pushing for is that they don't want one con- one company like Google to have complete control over this channel. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, you use programmatic advertising because you can utilize the whole open yeah. internet. Um, the internet of things. The internet of things, yes. But I mean, again, this is, uh, it's interesting because the, the government, again, is, is always trying to look at tech and, and you know, 
the, the tech space and see, um, are you stealing our data? Are you compromising national security? Are you, you know, again, swaying um, messages to drive a specific uh, presidential message, which newspapers have done that for hundreds of years. But at the end of the day, um, again, I think looking at breaking up these entities is uh it's not a bad thing like i said they looked at um zuckerberg and and how all of those different entities under the facebook or meta brands and looking at how they they could kind of uh separate all of those um but at the end of the day i think like we've talked on this episode i mean google's in a very interesting spot just because of um competition and google has been that that major player for the last 20 plus years but now as we enter into this new web 3 world or we 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 are starting to utilize AI, that metaverse is going to come back super, super fast and heavier than it did, you know, last year. Uh, but ultimately, um, you know, they're not the major player out there that they used to be. Now they do still have that massive hold on potential ad space. Um, reading this, you know, and being an agency that is, is bread and butter is programmatic advertising. Um, you know, this, doesn't necessarily scare me. It would scare me if you are specifically only using Google and if you're using their suite uh, for whether it's the display network or AdWords um, and not like as a death rattle, because again, at the end of the day for a well market or a well rounded marketing plan, you know, search and all of that is very, very important. But, um, you know, if you are spending large portions of your, your marketing dollars here, A, don't be well-rounded, but this, this could affect it. I mean, again, we'll, we'll see where this, this is going. Um, but you know, they're basically saying Google's anti-competitive behavior has raised barriers to entry to artificially high levels, forced key competitors to abandon the market for ad tech tools, dissuaded potential competitors from joining the market and left Google's few remaining competitors marginalized and unfairly disadvantaged. Um, one key thing right there that I see is it says forced key competitors to abandon the market for ad tech tools. That is again, where a marketing agency, I'd say like digital ignite, is going to um, really, really benefit your brand or your marketing um, and, you know, shameless plug. But we've built this company uh, because of seeing how Google and these these other walled gardens on the social side control so much. And so being able to utilize programmatic, the open Internet, our key partners on our, de- our demand side platforms and our other third party um, data uh, partners. Again, we feel very confident as we move into whatever is next that a we will adapt. But also, um, again, this this could be a good thing for just the overall space but we'll keep you guys uh kind of up to date on what's going on i think um you know between uh, now and next week something will will fall pop up so, yeah exactly um we'll, we'll have more updates on chat gpt we'll have winnie teal back um definitely and then um i'm sure like i said there's going to be some special guests coming up uh some live podcasts coming up we've got a lot of fun stuff going on but i mean from that standpoint, man, did, did we cover everything? I think we did. I think we did. Yeah. I mean, uh, AI is right now what we're all talking about. So I think Absolutely. it's just going to keep, we'll have new news every week with what's coming out. So no, it's nuts. It's I like the it. wild, wild west of the digital marketing and AI space right now. Dude, that's why I love um, this job. I love this space. It's always changing. There's always new fun tools. Like I, I get like goosebumps thinking of like what'll be in five years. Um, but again, this is uh, this is a, it's an, an exciting time just where we are evolving. So if you want to learn more about AI, if you want to learn how you can utilize this with your company or just uh, your brand 
brand in general, holler at us, digital-ignite.com. We've got a brand new website. Um, you listeners and individuals on live right now will probably be the only people that will know that just because we aren't doing this till next week, but surprise. Um, but check it out. Holler at us, please. Uh, we'd love to talk to you um, and teach you all of this amazing stuff um, about the digital marketing world. But until next time, my name is Chris Clark. This is Karthik Nair. Take care, guys. <laughs>